Hey guys, it's your girl Bethy. Um, this episode was recorded months ago, and literally everything we talk about has changed significantly. For example, I talk about Kanye. We talk about Kylie maybe not being pregnant. She definitely was pregnant. This was before Kylie had a baby. This is before Chloe had her baby. This is before I knew what Fashion Nova is. I know now what Fashion Nova is. So I'm just going to put this up as a testament to the inexorable passage of time and remember that the bell tolls for thee and uh, good night and good luck. I'll, I'll intro us. Hello. Hello, Bethy. How are you? Hi, and welcome to Not Great. This is the podcast where we shit on the canon and canonize shit, and we play around in the trash culture that surrounds us like little trash raccoons making a beautiful trash house. I'm Bethy Squires, and I'm here with Emily Martha. Hi, Bethy. How are you today? <laughs> Good. How are you? Emily is Emily is a writer. Um, at, at the sample life on Twitter. And Emily is here to talk with me about Housewives, the world of Bravo. The Bravo universe. My home. <laughs> I can't wait till they do a Guardians of the Galaxy that's just about the Bravo universe. Just like getting all of the different franchises together to stop some sort of infinity cube. Yeah, and it starts with we murder Chris Pratt, and it just goes from there. Or like Sonia Morgan murders Chris <laughs> Pratt with a shoe, and then that's where we pick up. That would be very satisfying to me. So that would be like the end credit sequence of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is Sonia Morgan coming in and murdering Chris Pratt, and then yeah. like Sam Jackson steps <laughs> out of the shadows and like, now the fun can begin. <laughs> yeah, that I don't know if Sonia would be the perfect person to murder Chris Pratt. Um, but that's just who, who came to mind of all. I don't think she's the housewife more most likely to commit a murder. I think she might be the one most likely to, like, uh, kill someone through negligence mm. and kind of shrug it off. Um, I think, like, maybe... I, I mean, I think, I guess, Kelly Dodd would probably be the first housewife to commit a murder hmm. in my mind. Interesting. Now, now I'm just thinking about. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, you know what? I'm gonna step back. I'm gonna rewind, and yes. I want you to tell me what you like about the Housewife franchises. Housewife? That's not a word. It's okay. <laughs> the Housewife franchises. Um, I feel like I've been watching The Housewives since the beginning of time. Like, what was the first franchise was Orange County. Orange County, yeah. Yeah, and I was definitely watching that first season. I think I've been watching reality TV since my first memory is watching the real world Chicago, um, which must have been in 2001 because that's when the Twin Towers went down. Wait, that was, <laughs> I thought Chicago thought, was what because they brought TVs in, but I thought that was for like the bombing of Bosnia or something. No, I think 
oh, was it? No, because that would have been in like 1996, right? 1998? 98 was when they brought in TVs for Bosnia. So what, where were they for that? I just remember it was this season and it could have been Bosnia and not 9-11. That would put me at like eight years old watching MTV. (laughs) Who knows? Um, I remember it was a season with um, Tanya that had like the kidney stones. She was passing a kidney stone. That was very um, formative for me. Um, So yeah. So anyway, so I've been watching for a long time. So I picked up with the first Orange County and it's not just me it's my whole family like mom sister uncles aunts and like we all get together as a family and we all discuss like every family reunion we're like talking about about the housewives and everyone on Bravo and then we have other relatives that will come in and be like oh are these your friends and you know (laughs) In a way. In a way. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's always been, like, a big center of my life in that regard. And then I just think it's, like, the way some people watch – I mean, people – I'm not the first person to say this, but people have their soap operas or, like, the thing that they follow. And, like, this is what I follow. And it's, like – it is, like – it's, like, sports for girls, right? Mm -hmm. So, like – you're always, there's always a franchise. It's like how people are like, all right, now baseball is over and football has started, right? Um, the Super Bowl is next weekend, so. So, yeah, how they all blend together. I don't know what people watch in the summer. Oh, I guess they watch baseball Baseball's again. in the summer. You know what? I'm the wrong person to ask. All I, I know is that there's hockey on like more months of the year than there are not, and I'm not sure why that is. Yeah, I know that there's hockey in the summer, which makes no sense because of the ice. Um, But anyway, so it's sort of like the same thing, I feel like, though, which is like one one season blending into the other, blending into the other. And it almost feels like your responsibilities, like to keep up with like your docket of Bravo shows and like your A-team, which is like your Housewives franchises. And then you have your B-squad shows that you also have to watch. Or if you're me, you watch like Vanderpump which is an A-list show, but we'll get to that, and, like, Southern Charm um, and all those other shows. So it just feels like – it almost feels like the seasons. It's, like, how you keep track of your lives, you know, like, by – like, one franchise is, like, you know, like, blending into another, and it's, like, oh, now we're in Atlanta with Beverly Hills, and but New York is just around the corner. So I think it I, – I, I think that. Are are the different franchises tied to the seasons? Like, is New York always on on certain months and then Beverly Hills is on other months, or is it not that stable? Um, I don't know. I have no idea what the rhyme or reason is to it. I guess I never thought about it before. But I do wonder if they – because they'll, they'll overlap and two, two franchises will run uh, concurrently. And, like, I know right now – oh, right now it's three. It was, like – New Jersey that just ended, and then Atlanta, and then Beverly Hills picked up. And so, like, right now Atlanta and Beverly Hills are running together, but I wonder if that's thoughtful. Like, ugh, if we had, like, Atlanta and New York, like, at once, like, that would be too intense, or, like, that would be us, you know, like, blowing our load for the entire year by putting (laughs) those two together. Are those two of your favorites, Atlanta and New York, or are they just the most high impact? I feel like they are the um, the the tent poles. 
Mm. You know, like I feel like they're the two big, reliable, heavy hitters and you're never going to, you know, or or they're the two franchises with the most comedy. And that's why mm. I think um, they really stand out to me. But what franchises do you watch? Do you follow? So I'm not huge into the housewives. It's never been a guiding passion of mine, but every person I like and respect loves them. Yeah. It's something that like I know has to be good because only good people like it and only bad people hate it. You know? I don't, I, I think there's some good people that hate it. I I don't know. It's I have this um uh this test that I use is the the Kanye test. Uh if you talk to a white man about Kanye West and they get mad or say that he's like cocky or obnoxious or something like oh now I understand that I can dismiss your opinion because you're just threatened by somebody who has the confidence and arrogance of you that is just a successful black man who's actually more successful than you and so housewives is the same sort of thing if they're like a huge sports fan but like think that housewives are trash and like oh oh I get it I don't need to talk to you anymore we're good we're good yeah I have that same not really a test but I think the same way about Kim Kardashian, which is like, I mean, there, there are plenty of things you could say about Kim Kardashian, like being problematic or whatever. But when you bring up Kim Kardashian and someone is like, she's famous for nothing or like brings up her sex tape in this day and age, like, I'm like, okay, like, I don't, we don't really have to talk about, (laughs) about this. But yeah, so I think it's a good, it's a good measurement. I mean, I can totally like, I've, watched uh like bravo shows with like my in-laws and stuff and i felt like very deeply embarrassed and self-conscious about the content of what we're watching um which like when i'm on my own i i don't i don't ever feel that self-consciousness so i think good people don't like them but i think people that are in the know culturally definitely all do feel very into the housewives um i think it's like an element of wish fulfillment um, and like these, well, I mean, ostensibly there's are shows about tremendously wealthy people and sometimes they are and like that's really great to watch, but then sometimes they're not and they're just pretending they are and that's a much, that's like the most amazing thing to watch on earth, I feel like. And, and to see, to see people at various levels trying to get away with this uh, tightrope walking act of uh, pretending to be affluent is like it's just super great television I think that's something that Vanderpump Rules is also like interesting for is seeing people on like varying levels of success and varying levels of aspiration Mm -hmm. because they all have the shittiest apartments I've ever seen oh yeah (laughs) like James Kennedy sleeps behind like an Ikea screen in somebody's we never see their like apartment and it's like James Kennedy. Yeah. He, he sleeps in somebody's living room and he doesn't even have his own bedroom. And there's this really good cutaway. I don't know if you saw it in the last Vanderpump episode where do you watch Vanderpump? Yes, I do. Okay. Where he says to his girlfriend, Raquel, he's like, I'm going to get you a a drawer in my house for you to keep your things. And then it cuts him opening, um, like the bottom desk drawer on his computer desk <laughs> like I don't know if he doesn't really have a dresser or if he does have a dresser and she has doesn't marry it yeah she hasn't worked her way up to the dresser but I was like this is just 
this is just golden. Like, he doesn't even, it's not even that he has roommates. He sleeps in a, a living room. And I really wonder, it's like, how can you have so, like, does he have really bad credit? Like, my sister was like an AmeriCorps fellow, and she had her own bedroom and apartment that she rented. So I really, like, how much do they pay them? That is a very good question. Yeah, and you'd think, so that they would, they have ostensibly some sort of salary from their actual, like, day job working at yeah. Sir, a sexy, unique restaurant. And then there's also whatever they make actually filming the show. And then I assume they all have endorsements out the ass. But Yeah, I mean, they all do, like, fit tea, right? Yeah, and, like, you know, hair gummies. And if you could have a spawn, what would it be? If you could have, endorse something on Instagram, what would you want to endorse? Um, I don't know. Not anything that I ingest. Um, because all the, the – oh, you know what? I would do Fashion Nova. What's Fashion Nova? Fashion Nova is, like, um, the fashion company that sends clothes to, like, all the love and hip-hop girls and stuff. And, like, oh. Cardi B really likes them. And um, I'm sure the clothes aren't, like, amazing clothes quality but they look cute and you get all these free clothes so I think I'd pick that I just feel like those fit tees are like poison like don't they just make you poop a lot yeah I think most fit tees haven't changed they're just laxatives they're like sun tees and sankas and stuff which is like crazy do people yeah like I've even had friends come to me and be like I've seen this like fit coffee like do you think I should try it and I'm like it just just makes you poop dude like you don't you don't want that life you know although the fit coffees those might be like the bulletproof ones where like the trick isn't even they're actually very high in fat because it's the the keto diet where you just eat no carbs and all fat and it's like the new version of atkins and it makes your pee smell weird what does it smell like you get ketosis um, so your pee, I can't remember what it's supposed to smell like, almonds or pickles, one of those. Those are very different things. <laughs> like That's one true. of those things is used in perfume and one of those things is served with a sandwich. <laughs> it's true. Um, I can't remember right now what, what, and you start to, your sweat also smells like whichever thing it is that I can't remember right now. Have you ever gotten the meat sweat? I know this is kind of neither here nor there, but people always talk about them, and I've never, like, I've never noticed it, but I feel self-conscious that I'm, like, I don't notice the meat sweats because, for me, it's, like, the turning of the earth. It's, like, always happening, so I don't realize that it's happening. I don't think I've ever gotten the meat sweats. It, I consume a fair amount of meat, but I don't know if I ever consume enough meat in a great enough quantity to get sweaty about it. Like, would you have to eat a, a steak? Oh, I can eat a steak and not sweat. I don't know what would what would actually. I don't, now I'm trying to think about like what would be a lot of meat to me. <laughs> I guess two steaks, a steak and a half. I have read about the keto diet, and it was about like epileptic children that could only eat bacon, and it like cures epilepsy. But I feel like if something is intense enough to like cure epilepsy then you probably just shouldn't do it for yourself like recreationally yeah that was the original um purpose of the diet was to to cure a certain type of epilepsy that happened um 
because the carbs did something to, I want to say, the myelin sheaths of the brain. I wrote about it for Broadly, but I've already like dumped all of that out of (laughs) – I've purged it from my hard drive. Um. But yeah, now it's just a, a way to lose weight because it's pretty much exactly the same as Atkins. What would you pick for your endorsement, for your Instagram endorsement? I think a meal subscription service. Oh, damn, I didn't even think of that. Like one of the Bobo Not Quite Blue Aprons or something. That would be good. And then you would get free food. But it all is this. It all looks the same. It's all just like a bunch of kale. Is what it looks like. It's always pictures of like brothless ramen or like yeah. a roasted squash of some sort. Yeah. Here's my question about James Kennedy. Does he get Instagram? I mean, I feel like there must be some thought that like goes into it. Like he's just a little Coke gremlin. Like do does any company want to be associated with him at all? I feel like Four Loco, if they were still like around and potent, like he would have Four Loco spawn. If Four Loco was still in its forbidden formula, that yes. James Kennedy could be the face of Four Loco. Well, but Thanks there's all Obama. of those. What about all of those like a uh, IV injectable? That was a good Thanks Obama, by the way. I'm sorry I stepped on it. Uh, no, what about all of those like a. Uh, hangover cures where you like go into an RV and get hooked up to like something that intravenously gives you vitamins. That could be a James Kennedy joint. I don't I, I even think those IVs are too wholesome for James Kennedy. Like I feel like an IV would be like no thank you. Like this or like just like I'm just imagining like a bag of saline being like this is my boundary. <laughs> like, no, like I'm not doing that. I'll go Jackson no lower. Like, yeah, like, the needle won't go into the arm, and the thing just, like, shoots across the room like a Beauty and the Beast furniture. <laughs> like, I'll do a lot, but I won't do that. I just, I could just see his his body, I can see James Kennedy's body rejecting an IV, like, uh, Tobias uh, Funke's, like, hair transplant. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it just would, it would kill him. It just wouldn't take, it's just too... Anytime wholesome. he tries to eat a vitamin, that's what happens. Wait, I have, a, I have a funny story about an IV. This happened to me this week. Apparently, there's, well, first of all, there's like an IV shortage because like, oh, cause we're out IV of saline. bags are made in Puerto yeah. Rico. Yeah. But I had um, an endoscopy on Monday and they put me under. And then I, I, it was freaky because, like, when you get anesthesia and I haven't had it in like 10 years, it's like, they're like, all right, we're putting you under. And then you wake up like a second later and the whole thing's done and you're in a different room. And so they're giving you like all these medical instructions, which first of all, I'm definitely not fit to follow. Like I could have been like diagnosed with a horrible disease and I didn't know because they're giving instructions to someone that just woke up from anesthesia. But the nurse was like running through the things I shouldn't do. She's like, don't operate heavy machinery. Don't go to work. And then she's like, don't text people and don't go on the internet because you won't be in control of what you say. And I was like, lady, you don't even know what I do on the internet, first of all. So then I was just like, I was like drugged and also feeling like a little defiant. So I immediately take out my phone and I start texting my sister like this nurse says, I can't text anybody. And the woman is like, what are you doing? 
what are you doing? What did I just tell you? And I'm like, it's fine. Like walk out of the hospital. But I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. I don't know if that's like an instruction for like, what must have happened for them to set that precedent? You know, is it people all texting their exes and then calling the hospital to complain? Like, I just want to know what made them, because it must be, because 10 years ago, no one told me that. So it must be a newer uh, precaution that they make you take. Yeah, because it's like, uh, you know how they say every sign you see was put up after like 100 people did the thing that it's saying don't do? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It could just be this particular nurse is very judgy. Like, we don't know. (laughs) Or maybe she had a bad experience, like drunk texting someone, and now she's just on this one-woman crusade. (laughs) I did send my friend a bunch of very uh, drugged voice memos about the crown. Okay. Which I I, – so she had a point. I was, like, talking into my phone. I was like, I don't think Philip loves Elizabeth at all. Send. And then just, like, shooting off these voice memos about, like, the House of Windsor. So – um, I get, I get her point, I guess. Well, that goes into but a different back to- thing of, um, are the housewives our royal watch? Like the way that the British people follow the royal family with no particular affection, like some affection for them, but it's not necessarily this, like today they don't have, they're not revered in the same way at all. Yeah. I feel like there is like a similar level of observation, if not affection for the housewives as there is for the royal family nowadays yeah I definitely agree I mean I think at least the royal family tries to be very respectful I think that um the Kardashians are a better Mm. paradigm I think for our royal family than uh the housewives at this point I mean sorry the one yeah no the housewives like I think the Kardashians are our royals and i also think that they're a little bit better than the royals yeah because i don't think the royals have ever actually acknowledged the armenian genocide no and that was like number one on the kardashian oh do you want to hear speaking of the kardashians and activism so you know how the kardashians have been um like consulting with planned parenthood on the show and they're like kim will be like i've just been wanting to learn more about birth control options so we went to planned parenthood So I heard a theory, and maybe this is too responsible, but that the reason that Kylie hasn't revealed her pregnancy is because the Kardashians consulted with Planned Parenthood and said, our 20-year-old daughter is pregnant, what should we do? And they told them the most responsible thing is to not expose her at all so that her pregnancy can't be glamorized by teenagers. So I think that gives them a lot of credit, but isn't that an interesting theory? I could believe that. I have a friend who believes that um, Kylie isn't pregnant at all. She's just going through something emotionally and is just sort of being given the privacy that she wants because the Kardashians do actually love each other very much and that maybe she's just going through something emotionally. Except for Rob. Well... They let <laughs> no Rob does get privacy. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't. He's not on the show anymore. Pretty much, like they just have him like uh, on speakerphone, really. Yeah, I think that, and there's good plausible deniability because they can be like, "Well, we never said that she was pregnant," mm-hmm. and they never have. 
But I, I do think she's pregnant. I think she's having that baby, and this is why. Do you read the Daily Mail? Um, basically just the Daily Mail that shows up on Who Weekly or in the Who Weekly Facebook group. <laughs> well, okay. So on the Daily Mail, this is something I've noticed. If someone is confirmed pregnant, they'll just say they're pregnant. But if someone is unconfirmed pregnant, like they don't have that person's like admittance mm-hmm. that they're pregnant through a publicist or whatever, they'll always put they'll always talk about them and say they're pregnant and go on with it, but they'll always put the word pregnant like in quotation mm-hmm. marks. And so what I've noticed on the mail is like Chloe was always in quotations, pregnant Chloe Kardashian until she announced her pregnancy, but they're not using quotation marks on Kylie. And so I wonder if they have some sort of confirmation that we, that's what makes me think it's really real. And the fact that E is talking about it and people in Us Weekly, and usually those are the tabloids that won't say anything until they have like an actual behind the scenes, like confirmation from Kris Kardashian, yeah. Kris Jenner, sorry. So that's why I think it's real. I can see that. Yeah, so they just they took off the scare quotes on her. Yeah, they basically have taken off her scare quotes, which means I don't think they have any legal concerns about they don't think they're gonna get sued or anything, basically. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But anyway, we've gotten very far afield of Bravo. <laughs> that's fine. I think I don't think going from Bravo to E is that far afield. No, it's not that far of a leap. Um, but I know we were talking about Vanderpump Rules, so I want to ask your opinion on pasta. It's cocaine. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I think, too. (laughs) Um, there are people listening to this who might not know what we are talking about, so let's try and break down what happened exactly. So, James at dinner with the beautiful respondent goddess, Lala Kent. I love Lala. I love Lala Give them Lala. Lala going through her, like, Me Too phase right now is really good (laughs) as well. Her, like, like, standing up. Yeah, newly awakened feminist Lala is so much. When they're at the party and Lala's, like, screaming at Jax and James, like, I don't need, like, another man, you know, like, but she has, like, a little braided rat tail the whole time. (laughs) It's, like, it doesn't make any sense. It's, like, an errant layer like you know like how in high school when everyone straightened their hair and girls would have a high ponytail and they'd always Mm -hmm. have those like straight pieces that would stick up those little baby straight pieces I feel like she braided like one of those in the back she had like a messy updo and one piece fell out and she was like I'm not gonna fix the whole thing I'll just braid this and Uh, then it'll look like a weird choice and not a mistake yeah, she's like, I don't want a visible bobby pin, which is funny because Katie Maloney basically is just a walking human visible bobby <laughs> pin. Okay, we got we already got off topic. We got off topic. Okay. Lala and James. Lala and James are at dinner, and James asks if um, Lala and his um, his uh, I was gonna say gay boyfriend, his gay roommate are they roommates best friends very dubious unclear unclear and he asked if they like Raquel his very vacant eyed uh 19 year old girlfriend oof and wait how old is he he's pretty young he's like 26 maybe all right that's still not great 
Yeah, I know she's. Hey, it's Amanda Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Everything comes full circle. Um, and then I don't know. Do you want to describe what comes next? I'm not. I only saw the little clip. I haven't been home to watch the full episode, so oh. I'm not sure how the conversation started exactly. But all of a sudden, uh, James is yelling at Lala for eating okay. all of his girl's pasta. He never says girl. Like, he always says, my girl. And that's something that I've well, clung to and found very <laughs> gross. Lala says, she starts it. She says, I don't think Raquel likes me because I ate all of her pasta. And then James sort of launches into shouting it's not about the pasta so it's it's when we started talking about it I was like oh I can explain it that's easy and now that the words are coming out of my mouth I'm like there's the only way to describe it is that uh three drunk people thought that they could get away with talking about cocaine on national television by using the code word pasta and Things just got very out of hand. I don't know what to say. Because it's not about the pasta. It's about it's respect. it's not about the pasta. <laughs> and, then, and then Lala was furious at him for not defending her. And honestly, I, I do feel like if you ate all of somebody's pasta, that would be less excusable than if you used, like if you snorted all of their cocaine. I don't know how someone would consciously – well, I guess if you drunk a lot, maybe you would eat all of someone's pasta. I just think that, like, why can't you get more? Like, you work at the kitchen of this restaurant. And, and people have done very – there have been deep dives. But I don't know anything about drugs. I've never done drugs. I've never even been around – like, I've never even – seen drugs like real drugs with my own eyes and I'm really bad at telling when people are on drugs um but even I was like watching that I was like oh this is about cocaine and all these people are on cocaine yeah and then and then Ariana was like nobody has cocaine at dinner when she was like tweeting about it and being like (laughs) it was about pasta because one we don't eat we don't have cocaine at dinner like, it was, like, wearing white after Labor Day or something. Yeah, it wasn't, like, a full denial. It wasn't, like, we don't do cocaine. It was just, like, who would eat co- cocaine at dinner? Like, it's a dessert food? I don't know. Yeah. Like, well, I, I don't know about cocaine. Yeah, it's more of an aperitif. Yeah. It's an amuse-bouche <laughs> in L.A. Um, do you know who else I think is on cocaine? Besides all of the Vanderpump Rules cast is um, Dorit on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Do you watch that? I've watched some Beverly Hills, but tell me about Dorit and her probable cocaine use. Um, Dorit's amazing. She is a woman that grew up in Connecticut. And then she, um, and I'm using heavy Daily Mail quotes here right now. Um <laughs> She spent a lot of time in Europe, and so she sort of has acquired this, like, very dubious... um, Does she have the Lohan accent? Yeah, I would say it is um, Lindsay Lohan, uh, a little less British, and a little more like someone that's lived in Israel for a while. Um, But then she also looks like 
uh, Janice the Muppet. And so she has these big fake lips. Um, and her hair this season, they've been styling her hair. Um, like, have you seen the Pomelo cat? It's like, it's like a, well, she has this like weird middle part page boy and like, she's always doing stuff. She's a very sweaty husband and they'll invite people over for dinner at their house, which they rent and, and claim to own. And then she'll be like, I'm going to make a Moroccan dinner for our guests and serve it on $19,000 Hermes China. But then you'll like zoom in and see that she's using like uh, like microwavable rice and she's just like <laughs> emptying like cans of chickpeas over like rice aroni essentially, like brown rice aroni because it's LA. Um, and so, yeah, she seems like another person on a lot of cocaine and again I'm not an expert so I feel like when it jumps out to me it must be true that yeah I could see that if it's that readily apparent yeah speaking of uh dubious cooking claims uh Kim Kardashian recently was snapping all about her soul food recipes that she's allegedly been making since high school it's so embarrassing (laughs) okay because no because I'm Armenian like Kim and, like, Armenians actually have a, their own soul food tradition. Like, it's all heavy food, meat wrapped in other meat in a meat broth, all this stuff. And I, I feel like Kanye would really like that. And so just stay in your lane. Like, it's so random. Like, you guys are white women. Like, what are you, what are they doing? It's fascinating. Like... In, in the comments on some of the Instagram posts, it was like, my friends back from high school saw this on Instagram and they were like, oh my God, takes me back to when you would make us fried chicken. I'm like, no, Kim, like. Shake and bake. Like, come on, guys. They have, they have a fryer now, but there's no way they had a built-in fryer in like any Kardashian or Jenner estate before now. It's you know? just. The worst looking struggle food on earth. And I mean, they have eyes on their heads. If they really wanted to show off, like I would order a bunch of food and pretend I made it. But it's like even dumber than that because they're trying to show off, but they are really making the food and it's just such gross I don't think they're making sh- the food. I think that they have like chefs there and then they, they take pictures of stirring it. And then the, the home chefs make the food. But it looks so so scraggly. I would still eat it. <laughs> <laughs> There's. Have you ever heard of this woman? There's this girl that used to be on um, Love and Hip Hop um, named Drea. And she always posts, um, like, the Kardashians, like, the food that she makes, like, bragging about it. And then people just come from all over the internet to drag her. Like, she'll be like, I'm making... Uh, like classic macaroni and cheese and then it will she'll film herself like with a tray full of like unsauced macaroni and then she's sprinkling like uh, cheddar cheese blend from a bag over like she's putting cheese on macaroni it's not macaroni and cheese and then she's bragging about it and this is what I don't get like if Bao can take the time to fake being um, on a private plane you know, like, 
just get someone into you or like do a Google image search. Sorry, did you just food. say Bow Wow faked being on a private plane? Yeah, like wait, was he, this on um, Growing Up Hip Hop or? I think it was just on his Instagram. Like he, I don't know what he. I'm trying to remember what he did. Like he took a shot to make it look like he was flying private, and then someone was like, "You're on my commercial flight," or somebody pointed out that it was an old photo or something. But then it oh, exposed no. this trend of people. These private planes, when no one's using them, they let Instagram influencers come in and, like, for a small fee, you can be photographed on a private plane so it looks like you're flying private, which is a really, I mean, good on the people that invented that and sort of good on the people that are using it, too. Honestly. Because it's very savvy. (laughs) And I would honestly rather take a picture in a small private plane, um on the ground than fly a small private plane because those are the ones that crash. I know. The smaller I mean, the plane, the more likely it's going to crash. So I will take an Instagram selfie in a small private Cessna and then I will fly commercial <laughs> with all of those safety checks and balances. I will drive in my car or like Aretha Franklin doesn't fly. She only goes around America on a tour bus. Like she won't fly. Michael Jackson I, was the same way. Who? Michael Jackson? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. They like they I cannot remember who had this story, but someone had to get home from New York City right after nine eleven and the only people who could make it happen were Michael Jackson and Elizabeth Taylor. Because Elizabeth Taylor was still married to that or not no, she was no longer married to that senator from Maryland, but she still had connections. Oh yeah, yeah. So they were able to like get the bus out of there because Michael Jackson called Elizabeth Taylor. What I wouldn't give I'd give my entire life to spend one day with Elizabeth Taylor and Michael Jackson together. And Liza Minnelli. The three of them together. Liza. I would rather hang out with Liza Minnelli. Elizabeth Taylor has such a um, reputation for ignoring all other women in a room because she wants to be the attention of all the men. She was like one of those. Mm. I would hang out with Debbie Reynolds. That would be... My number one, if only. Old Hollywood person mm-hmm. to hang out with. I was bereft when she died. I was honestly sadder. That, like, I was sad when Carrie Fisher died. I was very upset. But I was also very upset for Debbie because I didn't feel like she could take another heartache. And it turned out she could not because she died <laughs> the next day. Well, I like how people are always like, oh, that's very poetic and beautiful. It's like, yeah, for us it is, not for the people in their family like are you kidding me like my great aunt told this story that her her grandfather and grandmother both died on the same day on Christmas day they died within like 10 minutes of each other in the house and one person was upstairs and they found them dead and they're like oh god and they went downstairs to tell grandma she was dead too and everyone was like I guess that's beautiful it's very poetic and romantic and it's like yeah like a hundred years later is but can you imagine like it's Christmas. Your mom's dead. Your dad's dead. Like, it's not nice. No. <laughs> Although I could see in the moment, like, trying to make meaning out of it that way. and be like, well, they have each other or something, and that could help you a little bit. But it would still – you're grieving twice as much. It's just a double. Yeah. More efficient, I guess. I don't know. Speaking of uh, the one person left – in this family well Todd is still alive Todd Reynolds 
Mike Todd Reynolds? No, that's not right. I think not it's important. Todd. It's Todd. Um, Billy Lord uh, got a lot of comfort from her alleged boyfriend, obviously Beard uh, <laughs> Taylor, <laughs> Taylor Lautner. Lautner. And there's a bar in Los Angeles that I've been told Taylor Lautner frequents. And I've been there like five times just to try and see him. And I don't even – I I like the Twilight movies. I'm fascinated by the Twilight movies. I have no feelings towards Taylor Lautner whatsoever. But once I found out that it was on the table that I could see him, I became obsessed. I, I went – I went – sorry. Um, I went one day when I was very sick to this place. It's called the Cha-Cha Lounge. It's in Silver Lake. And – I, I was there and it was really loud and I was like shouting to be heard and like sit, sitting and waiting and I lost my voice. I was going to do stand up the next day, but I lost my voice just trying to see Taylor Lautner, even though I don't care about him. And I was like, that, that's the LA experience, isn't it? Just that's like the man I want to meet. Ruining, ruining your own health and your body trying to see someone you don't actually care about. I have very warm associations with Taylor Lautner because um, my my fiance is not very into celebrities at all, but he really loves Taylor Lautner because he read an interview with Taylor Lautner about how he like uh, bulked up for Twilight, and he's like, I worked out for a lot, a lot, and I had to eat like a ton of protein all day, so I always carried around a Tupperware of loose ground beef with me everywhere. <laughs> I don't I'd, like that. I'd go for snacking. So just the image of this guy with a container of just like dipping a hand into my container of loose ground beef that I, I take for snacks. Like it's just like one of – I just think it's like a great celebrity detail. It is. It's like a Mariah Carey allegedly only eating salmon and kippers – or salmon and capers – Every I don't day. think that's alleged. She she said herself that's She I alleges eat. it, but I don't she, believe it. <laughs> she alleges she only eats salmon and capers. Um, you have mercury poisoning. There's no way. Although, if Mariah Carey does have mercury poisoning, that could explain a lot that now was, that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it's the mercury. I think there's like a more simple explanation for how she's always acting. Um, I saw her recently mariah i saw her live and it was was it on new year's eve <laughs> no it wasn't on new year's eve it was with lionel richie who's got to be like 30 years older than her and is such so much more um an enlivened performer and so much more like m- mobile than her mm. despite the age difference but she was amazing because she like in the middle of her set she had a throne and she would stop the set to sit down and take a break on the throne and then hair and makeup people would touch her up and just oh when you're God. like this can't <laughs> this can't get any better she would go to the audience and she would be like she'd be like is this too on the nose oh my <laughs> she'd be like, God. is this a little much even for me and I was just like girl like I I really felt like I'm in heaven now that is I was about to say that's heavenly I th- Mariah Carey is our generation's Dean Martin, and everyone is just going to have to accept that because I, 
I watched the Dean Martin show on YouTube like a lot. I'm kind of obsessed with Dean Martin for that same reason. It's that same Mariah Carey. I don't give any fucks sort of vibe. He would uh, go. He had like a little couch on his show where he would go and sit and sing his songs. Like he was sitting for the majority of the show. Oh, she loves to sit. He would um like come in um very energetically rush on stage and then immediately sit on a chair and start smoking while singing his songs his like opening songs and his monologue every time a monologue joke got a laugh he would look to the cue card guy and be like hey that was pretty good and then (laughs) if if something didn't work he always just goes okay like that's that was his way of sort of dismissing what had happened previously and and yeah he would um he would start he would start songs standing and then immediately go sit on a couch for the rest of the song. It was perfection. So good. I I don't know if you heard this rumor, but it, Mariah didn't want to walk from wherever the holding area was for New Year's Eve to this stage. She like refused to walk, but you can't get a car from point A to point B. There's so many people. So the What they devised for her is that she sat on a rolling office chair and they rolled her from the building (laughs) to the stage. Like, she just wouldn't walk. She wouldn't walk. So they rolled her in a rolling office chair. And it's like, I just have so much respect for that. Although she must have, like, I don't know. I'm just thinking about what my physical therapist would say about how much she's sitting. It's really not good for you. Do you think that... She, like, broke her ankles exercising in heels so many times that, like, now she can't. She just has to sit all the time. That's like she just did too many Stairmasters in seven-inch heels. I want to a thousand percent guarantee that was the sole time that Stairmaster was ever, (laughs) not even touched, but even looked at. That was probably just a, a coat hanger for her. And then she's like, oh, you can put your feet on it. Like, I I believe that. Mariah Carey's Cribs is a – that needs to be in the Library of Congress. It's an important work of art that needs to be preserved forever. Um, I really like her Cribs. I really like – have you ever seen um, – I forget if it was Method Man or Red Man. It was Red Man. When he, like, just lives in, like, a crappy condo. And I think he sort of explained it later. Like, he's like, I didn't know what was happening. Like, I didn't have a house. Like, I was, you know, like, there was an explanation for why his house was so crappy. But when he opens the fridge and he's like, if you're single and you only have to cook for one, like, may I suggest fish fingers? Like, <laughs> And then didn't he have a bunch of his cash was just in, like, an Eggo waffles box in the freezer? That's where he hid it? yeah. It was great. And the yeah. doorbell didn't work, so you just had to, like, rub the two wires together <laughs> to come in. Um, Method Man almost hit me with his car. That's really? a L.A. story for Another me. tale of L.A. <laughs> um, I was on, um, when I was the researcher for Throwing Shade, we were shooting on the same lot as Drop the Mic. And I guess he um, was allowed to drive around on the lot, even though nobody else could park there which makes sense um but I was walking and he like just stopped just shy of hitting me and I look and then he he's looking at me and like watching me realize who he is and just going like good morning and And then I just let him pass and that was the only time that I ever uh hung out with Method Man (laughs) who's the best celebrity that you've seen so far 
in mm. LA. So I do have an Excel, it was not Excel, it's a Google Sheets document Ooh. of every celebrity that I have seen or met um, for my equally celebrity obsessed friend back in Indiana because it's easier than just like telling her every time. Yeah, like, I'll yeah, just yeah. enter it into the spreadsheet. I was really excited to see Eric Balfour on. Ooh, from Six uh, Under. Yeah, well, for me, from Buffy slash VOC. Because he's, yeah, he's in everything. I think seeing somebody like that is more exciting than seeing somebody incredible. Like I saw, I was at um, Universal Studios and they film extra there. Um, Oh, yeah. So I saw Mario Lopez and Usher talking and that was cool, but it wasn't the same as just seeing Eric Balfour in the wild. That was very yeah, special. Yeah, and it's more it's more special to see people in the wild too than see them like on like a lot where they're working. I think my mom has a great story, which is like we're, my mom doesn't go to New York City very often, but she told me once. She goes, Emily, I go to New York once a decade, and every time I've gone for the past thirty years, every time, all three times, I've seen John Lovitz. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, every time I go to New York reliably, I see John Lovitz. And it's so crazy because there's – I always like to think that maybe John Lovitz is my mom's soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> but then also someone's pointed out, like, you're, there are a lot of people in New York that look like John Lovitz. That like, was my <laughs> thought, too, is, like, is she just seeing a different balding Sephardic Jew? <laughs> <laughs> like, every time. But, no, she's, like – I, I think she's too smart for that. Like, I really okay. do think, I mean, uh, there's a basketball player in Boston named Brian Scalabrini, and he was sort of like the novelty basketball player on the Celtics 10 years ago because he's like a six foot five uh, white redheaded guy. And he never really, like, played in the games. He would only, like, ride a giant exercise bicycle. So he was, like, the mascot. Um <laughs> And I've seen him all – basically, he never played. And every time he played, he'd mess up. But I've seen him around. The first time I saw him was, like, with Method Man. Like, I was waiting in the car, and he went by, and I, like, looked at him. And then I gasped, and he saw me gasp, and he started laughing really hard. We're, like, 40 feet away from each other. He's laughing at me, recognizing. And then we waved to each other. But then I just kept seeing him, like, over and over again. Oh, no. And it's not exciting anymore. Like, oh, there's Scal. <laughs> Seen him again. Tying his <laughs> shoes in the equinox. like Classic scale. Emily, where can people find you online? Um, currently, you can find me online. Um, my Twitter handle is at the sample life with some underscores in it, but I'm sure you can link to that. Mm-hmm. Um, my work is on Broadly, and hopefully everyone will be seeing it some new places soon. Cool. And you can find me at Bethy BSQU on Twitter, at Bethy Squires on Instagram. And I still haven't uh, made social media for this podcast. So I don't know what to tell you.